Hello and welcome back to the Physio DC podcast, where we give you PT news and insight into some of the Physio DC shenanigans. Today in our Meet Our Therapist series, we're going to meet Daniel Baumstark. Hey, Dan. Hey, Kira. How was your, your day? <laughs> My day was lovely. Oh, we should we should preface this by saying that this is what's the date? April seventh. Yes. It's April seventh, two thousand twenty. And it's in the middle of the coronavirus epidemic, and most of our patients have canceled. So we have some free time on yes. our hands. We're, which, you know. we're all a little bit bored. <laughs> um, so, Dan, we're, we're discussing about uh, when you decided to be a therapist, how you found yourself here. So tell me, at what point did you decide that you wanted to be a physical therapist? Oh, I feel like you've asked me this question before at some, at some point in my life. When did I... That was a long time ago. It's a very hard question to ask. It was in the 1990s, mm-hmm. and my recollection was that I did want to do something medical, and so I started doing volunteer work when I was in college, and I think I was horrified <laughs> by being in the hospitals and following MDs around because, you know, do you think you want to do something medical that's usually the first avenue you check. Right. And I was just horrified. And, like, people would die. I think I was shadowing an oncologist. Oh, that's depressing. And it would, and this poor woman would just go and cry every day when I after I shadowed her for a couple of hours. She'd go into her office and eat lunch and cry. So I said to myself, I you know, <laughs> I don't think I want to deal with death. So I had had PT when I was a teenager for a sports med injury, so I always thought it was kind of interesting, and mm-hmm. I think that's, then maybe I just started researching it, and I, you know. Like, did you know in undergrad that you wanted no, to do no, this? No, I didn't know until, I probably, probably by the end of undergrad or that, that year, I think I took one or two years off in between undergrad and, and PT school. That's when I kind of got my act together. I see. So unlike so. myself, I went, had like a straight direct path mm, and no. you took a little break no. to, to find yourself. Yes. <laughs> Hardly. But. <laughs> so you went to Washington University in St. Louis. How did you decide on that particular school? Um, I knew it was a good school and uh, I had one of, one of my siblings uh, was living there. So it was an easy transition. It was that, I think it was that simple. And I lived in Boston my whole life mm-hmm. and I did not, I, I think I was ready to leave. And so I didn't really, I considered applying it to, to like Boston University or, you know, some of the programs in Massachusetts. But I said, why, why limit myself? So, and maybe I knew someone who went to Wash U too. I can't remember. It was, all, it was, that was a very long time ago. That's going to be my answer to a lot of these. Okay. That's, Sorry. That's all right. So then after PT school, where did you have your first job? Were you uh, right, in St. Uh, Louis? No, I had been, been downtown here. In DC, I, I have worked within a three-block radius. My enti- I want to say the entire time I've been a PT since 1998. Oh, so it was on K Street and then Dupont Circle mm-hmm. and then M Street and then here. Okay, so that's all. Yeah, all that's right. crazy. And that so I just realize that right now. <laughs> You're in a little bubble. Yeah, and my bubble's tiny. That first job, it was outpatient orthopedics. I'm oh assuming. yeah, I've, I've done nothing but outpatient ortho. Okay, or, yeah. 
so the, the country club setting of, of physical therapy, yes, by the way, exactly. for, for anyone who's interested. Exactly. Very rarely will you have to deal with poop yes. in outpatient orthopedics. I don't think I've had to deal with it. In fact, I don't think I've ever had a patient have an accident. Because, I mean, for outpatient, you have to... You have to be able to get to outpatient. Exactly. That's that's the key. That's the key. Right. <laughs> so now you are a certified hand therapist, and at what point did that become something that you thought you wanted to do? Was that I something you were interested in? I did it because at the time I was working for a large, ugly. Uh, what shall I say? What's the word? Conglomerate. <laughs> Select medical. Oh, 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 oh gosh. <laughs> they they were called I think they were they were called Novacare at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at this very large for this very large company at a clinic where I needed to figure out how to how to increase the butts in the seats. And I looked around and there were not many hand therapists in the metropolitan area and it looked like it was something interesting. So just like everything, I just kind of fell into that and just started studying and looking at some cases. And I hooked up with this super nice lady who had a job out in Springfield, Virginia. And I watched her for a bit and she was super helpful. She was a hand therapist. Her name was Jeanette, Jeanette, like Jeanette or Janae or something. Okay. So you never thought when you were in school, oh, hands are awesome. Like, I thought they I'm were doing. interesting. I just thought it was, you know, it was it was part of the bigger scope. And I noticed when mm-hmm. when you start working as a PT, a lot of PTs don't want to touch hands mm-hmm. because a lot of them have complicated surgical protocols and splinting and right. et cetera, et cetera. And it just looked like something. It, it, it looked like it, a it could be interesting, and b it would be good business wise because it is somewhat niche and not a lot of people do it. Right. And physically, it's less tasking. I don't have, sitting at a table, <laughs> when, when you do hand therapy, a lot of times you just sit at a hand table. Right. So that's probably a, I don't know, 30 or 40% of my day, which is, it's kind of nice. It's kind of convenient that it's fallen into that. And hand therapy is pretty much the only body part specific area that you can get certified in, right? I don't think that maybe that's changed i don't know they're all i mean they're there are all sorts of certifications out there now for pts there are definitely a lot but it just seems like based on body part that might be the only, that's one. The only one i can oh well there's concussion and vestibular yeah also but and that's that's like, kind of new yeah um and i'm sure there's a certificate if there's money to be made there's a certification right for the for something because a lot of patients always just ask oh who's the person here that's certified in treating knees and i'm like well that's not really a thing <laughs> yes yeah that's absolutely <laughs> it's true it's really just hand therapists like yes. and, and by the way hand like i think some of the the public doesn't know that you can be if there's not a hand therapist in your area if you live out in the sticks mm-hmm you don't have, and let's say you have a broken wrist or a broken finger, you could still be seen by a PT who knows how to deal with hands, who just doesn't happen to be hand certified. Exactly. You don't have to see a hand therapist, but, you know, yeah. probably a good idea if there's one around. If you and, have and if that's your injury, yeah, if, if it's available right. to you. Because Lord knows when you go on vacation, you always stick your hand patients on my schedule. Yes, that's, well. Because Kira has studied for that certified <laughs> hand therapist exam many a time. And guess what? Kira doesn't really like hands, so Kira didn't do so well on the exam. And that might be subconscious. Exam, you know what? <laughs> I, 
I have blocked that out. That I took that exam f- over 15 years ago. Yeah, I think and all I remember <laughs> is that it was hard. It was very hard. Um, and I thank God I passed it on the first time. I didn't. I'm not sure I would have had the the wherewithal to get, to go back and go back up to the table and, and, and take it multiple times. It was a lot of studying. Yeah. It, was a lot. it definitely was a lot of studying. I'm happy I did it because I definitely am more knowledgeable in hands now than I ever was. And I think you also know that in me. So when you yeah. do go out of town, you're like confident. I have somebody here that I trust that I can dump the hand cases off to when I'm not here. Yeah. I'm actually happy that I'm not certified because now I don't have to see Like, I feel like that would have been so sad for me if I was treating hands for a good part of the day because, like, you don't mind hands. I personally am kind of grossed out by hands. Well, it just depends. It just depends what you what you want to do. I don't I don't fault you for that. Well, it can get you know post surgical cases can get kind of goopy. Yeah, like people like I have people that show up here who are gauze wrapped from their, from the tips of their fingers up like halfway up to their elbow. Yep. And my job is to look at the script and figure out what the doctor did from the script and what he wants done and what splint he wants made. You got to unwrap them. You don't know what you're going to see. Right. When you unwrap it sometimes. And some, sometimes you have to prepare the patient for what you're going to see. Right. For what they're going to see and what you're going to see. Exactly. And if they have pins, sometimes people have external fixators will have pins sticking out of their hand with little rubber stoppers on them. And if they're not prepared to see that, that could be a little problem. And sometimes these wounds ooze a little bit and it's good time so we keep we keep lots of gauze <laughs> handy and splinting supplies 10 years ago i was kind of intimidated by that now i'm you know what throw it at me i can i can deal <laughs> i can deal with we had we had someone come in this year from hopkins who had a had an arm what's the word i'm looking a transplant for? an arm transplant yeah that was cool Arm just walked in didn't know anything <laughs> didn't i had no idea what we were going to see came in had a someone else's arm on his Arm. And you know what's funny? On his body. <laughs> when I saw that, so when I saw that person walk through the office, I was looking at him and I said, "Weird, that arm doesn't look like it belongs to that body." Uh, you know. And then I overheard for discerning eyes, like for for people like us who look at people all day, I can understand why you said that. That's that's from your observation skills. Right. We are observers. Uh, nine out of ten people watching this dude walk down the street oh, probably. would have, have no would have no, no idea. Yeah. The, those people at Hopkins do some pretty impressive yeah, stuff. That was the most impressive thing. And, I and, think he, and his function was not bad. No, that was very. Cool. And he was getting back more function. So kudos to that. They're they're doing more and more stuff up there. Yeah. So Dan is seeing all sorts of fun things in the office now. I see regular stuff too. I mean, I don't want the people, if people are looking at my bio and listening to this, thinking that that's all that I do. I think like I mentioned before, it's about 30 or 40% of my caseload. I'm I'm trained as a general ortho PT and that's super fun as well. I've done a lot of con ed in, in spinal and other peripheral joints. If I saw just hands, I might get a little miffed. So keeping, keeping a mix of it's pretty nice. So, speaking of other fun things that you do in the office, oh. you you manage us. I in the episode that I talked about myself, I was discussing how I met you, and you were managing at yes. that uh, large select, PT select conglomerate. Yeah. <laughs> and so now you're managing us here at Physio DC as well. If you want to call it that, sure. <laughs> 
sure. you're wrangling us. Yes. So how would you say that your management styles have changed since 2003 when I first met yeah, my you? My management to now? styles? Yeah. In 2003, I was young and working in an environment where I was seeing entirely too many patients. And it was, it was more just management back in 2003 was like playing defense where, you know, I was just dealing with stuff reactively as it hit me. The demands, the, the demands from corporate, the expectations from your regional, your, your regional director. Now it's like way easier. I mean, the, the people, everybody here knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody here is experienced. Mm-hmm. I don't have to really do that much. It's kind of nice. I'm at a nice point in my life, I think. Good. Yeah. So it's nice and cushy then. So then aside from your management style, how would you say that your treatment style has changed between uh, then and now? Because I know my treatment style, like I've been this doing is, this less than you and my treatment style has changed a lot. As you, I mean, you can, you can interject your opinion, of course. I, I think the main difference between me when I had a couple of years of experience and me having the experience I have now is my judgment. I would bet that my manual skills and the stuff that I do is better mm-hmm. than what I used to do, but I don't do, I don't think I do as much crazy interventional hands-on type of stuff. I still do. But to me, like, it's more focused. It's more like, I think I can identify what the problem is better because I've seen 30 million people that have had a similar type diagnosis to them. I have a better idea of where I want to go with the patient, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I'm more efficient and my judgment's better. So I think I know when to do something better than when I was younger. Yeah. And, And as far as PTs, as far as medical care goes in general... If you have something done to you at the wrong time, mm-hmm. when it's not appropriate for it to be done, and you may not have a good result, you may actually end up being worse off. And I think with that said, at least for me, and I think with you, I've noticed since I've met you, is that we're both probably a little bit more conservative in our treatment because yes. we're able to like hone in a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Young young kids who just come out and graduate, they have, you know, they could be super smart, smart as a tack, and they could be like, I want to do this, I want to do this. I want to do this with this person, and they, I think they tend to over, yeah, over they tend treat. to overstack mm-hmm. and over treat. And are there some cases where you need to like do a lot of treatment right at the beginning? Yeah, sure. But you know, the, the the key is now. I think at least now, I think I know the difference better. I think there's definitely more quality versus quantity yep. in treatment styles now. All right, so Dan, I think we have learned quite a bit about you professionally. Um, how can the masses find you? Are you you you're on how Instagram? Can the masses find yeah, you're 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 the one in charge of our Instagram. Now. Um, we will occasionally put things on Instagram through our Facebook. Through our Instagram. Facebook is for old people, so it fits me very well. <laughs> it's me. I like it. It's big pictures. <laughs> you don't have to look at your phone to do it. I remember the first time when I, when I was shown Instagram, I'm like, I don't want to do this on my phone. Yeah. Like, it's apparently Instagram is made for your phone. It so is. I'm forced, so I will put things on Instagram. Yes. But we will try to keep our content fresh. Yes. And in 2020, hopefully, uh, if the timing and the money and everything is right and we're over this whole pandemic crisis, we're going to try to launch a 
con-ed slash informational site for the public, which we're going to tag on to Physio DC, and I think it's going to be called, I can't remember what we're going to call it, <laughs> Physio, oh, I remember, physioresources.com. Physioresources. So look, in the next year or so, we're going to we're going to stack it with really good content. We're going to have classes on it that are for PTs for their, for their licensing, but the public, if they'd want to just like look at the class, they can, that's fine. They can do that too. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to them. Great. Wonderful. And that's obviously here at the office uh dan's here almost all the time uh and you can always look on our website at physiodc.com and find uh more ways to reach us all right guys have a great day and Kira, stay it was healthy very, it was very nice of you to do